Welcome to B-Movie Breakdown, episode 326. Well, Nick drinks his 666 water. That's the brand of water he drinks, 666. I wish that was a brand of water. 666, what Satan drinks. Yeah, it's like it's like the more metal version of that liquid death. It's like that water oh, in the can. That was, yeah, yeah. It's a more me- yours is like yours is like liquid in a in a broken glass bottle. Oh my god! Oh god! How do you it's like sell already that? open when you buy it. <laughs> how do you sell a, How do you sell anything in a broken glass bottle? It's just you know, like the bottom of the bottle. Yeah, it's, it's just, just shards. Yeah, and then inside Drink the bottom is just shards, and then there's water in there, and that's supposed to be the best water. It's $100 oh a bottle. Oh, You're my God, drinking water the... out of a busted glass bottle. <laughs> no, thanks. Uh... Get, get that water straight into your bloodstream. By cutting my mouth, drink up. Yeah, you've never experienced water this way before in your life. And it's like, no, I haven't, because this is miserable. Yeah, this makes no sense. It makes no sense, just this like sucks. the break Breakdown. It's a weekly podcast <laughs> where we find humor and enjoyment in awesome and awesomely bad films of the past and present. Who Home of the good, the bad, the what the fuck. I feel like Nick uh, Nick was thinking what the fuck while watching this week's movie, and we'll get into that pretty soon here. I'll, it's funny, I'll though. Tease I, me. I, I realized something recently. I've kept it all to myself. About I didn't even text mo- anybody about it. The movies that we uh, watch on this podcast – uh, I was looking back on some recent ones, and the ones Pat has missed recently have been like really absurdly amazing and like weird movies, like that like, Great Land of Small with like you know their what was the thing that they were getting turned into or they're going into like the weird pit or whatever, but, like these weird movies. And then he yeah. misses last week with Cruel Jaws, and Slime-o. it's just like, it's, like these we slimoed, yeah, um, and. The, he misses these like real like gems, these real interesting wild things. Um, well, I mean, he missed he missed getting to hear the Star Wars theme song in a movie about a shark. He missed. I getting mean, that would have I would have loved to have seen Pat's face when that happened. <laughs> that would have been good to see. And imitation yeah. Hulk Hogan. It's and, Star Wars. Uh, like I had to like oh, all of a sudden that... I'm like I'm like is that I'm like what? So I rewound it. I'm like yeah, I knew what that was. My ears didn't fail me. And then like. Imagine like a the Star Wars theme building to a crescendo, and then just all of a sudden like like it's like backs away, like it pretends it didn't do it, and the song just gets real low and kind of just like generic. Like you tried to do something there, I knew you and did it, song. And imagine they tried to do it three times, and it, yeah, it closes out the film. Da, 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 like what the hell? That's nice. This is about a shark featured from eight movies. I mean, it seems like they were trying to do something, and it worked. I didn't understand Corey's Hulk Hogan uh, reference last week to that movie, and now I do. I mean, yeah, there's a man that looks like Hulk Hogan. He looks just like him. Yeah. He he looks, yeah. And for some reason, like, web searches bring that movie up because of that. So, yeah. On Amazon works. Prime, when you type trying in Hulk to do Hogan, it that movie comes up, and it's hilarious, like, how it pings. Because he was a stand-in, uncredited stand-in on two Hulk Hogan movies. If you look up Star Wars, do you think that that movie will come up too? Because it has the theme. <laughs> I only hope so. Man, including that theme in that movie is reason alone to have it just like stripped from like anyone's. Like it should just be owned by. It should just be like a public access movie where you can just watch it for free <laughs> because it rips off so many other things. <laughs> like it's a crowdsourced yeah. movie. It, it that was just stolen things. Well, you know the only 
the only things they shot were like just dialogue scenes. None of the shark stuff. We talked about it last week, but Pat doesn't know. Maybe he'll listen it's to the true. episode when it comes out. I'll listen to it. And, and uh, yeah. hear us talk about Cruel Jaws. But uh, this week we did not watch Cruel Jaws. But before we no, get to this week's didn't. movie, I want to mention our social media pages. You can follow us on all those social media pages. I don't know why I said pages. Apps, services, devices. Uh, wherever, wherever you want to do, you can follow us at B Movie Breakdown uh, over there on the gram, especially. That's where we're on the most. So check us out over there. I did see some people leaving some Facebook comments over there on the Facebook. Uh, why are you saying it like that? Are you yeah, 80? I don't know. <laughs> the on the Facebook uh, over there. So I saw some comments over there. So that's nice. Uh, maybe if MySpace makes a comeback, we'll make a MySpace and. Uh, We'll no. put some music playing on there and a you top just eight. just make one anyways. Why not? I mean, can you can you make a MySpace? Yes, MySpace is still a thing. I, every once in a while, I don't know why I check it out. It's totally different from what I remember. Oh, well, I don't want anything to yeah. do with it then if it looks different. I want anything to oh, do it's with totally it. different, yeah. Yeah, no, I want the old school MySpace. We'll make one uh, on an Angel Fire website. Getting make rid of Tom cool. right away uh, is your favorite. Getting rid of him. Why? I always kept Tom. Yeah, he's a nice guy. That's like the hipster thing to do is like keep Tom. Oh, God, keep him. It's too I don't cool. care, man. It's a different time. He made, he made, he made a sense. nice little place for us all to hang out and express our feelings. And uh, he didn't cause any fucking uh, hoopla like all these other websites. Yeah, hoopla. Is that, are you referring to genocide in many countries? We don't know the crimes of Tom. We don't know the crimes of Tom. He fucking sold out and he fucking jumped ship and he said, well, I'm going to take my money and just be yeah, a nice done. guy. And I'm going to let these other social media platforms destroy the world. Yeah, he gave Bye. the world. Bye. He gave the world the the plague known as Tila Tila Tequila. That's his. That's his. Oh yeah, that's a plague. I mean, as opposed is, to the genocides happening. Is that the worst thing and, that's come out? <laughs> Even like as yeah. uh, as a socialite or whatever that. <laughs> how many authoritarian? Yeah. How many authoritarian regimes have flourished because Facebook exists in their country? At least one. Uh, yeah, at least one. How many capitals got stormed? Anyways. Anyways. Nothing, um, you know. Two so far as I know. <laughs> Anyways. I blame, I blame Google Circles or what was that thing? Remember Google was trying to launch their own little oh, that didn't thing? Work out, thing. Yeah. Google yeah. Plus? Is that I don't what, it know what it was called? I think it was. Yeah, it sounds like a streaming service now, but. <laughs> <It does. laughs> yeah, Google, whatever fail failure yeah. that they tried to do. Um, but no, uh, but yeah, follow us at Happy Movie Breakdown uh, on all those social medias. So, uh, Nick, do you have anything you want to plug before we? Yeah, get, just uh, want, into- yeah. If you want to listen to more podcasts like spooky stuff, if you like spooky things, you can listen to Weird and Feared. And it's where you find this podcast you're listening to. It's out there on the uh, on the webs, the interwebs. Not not the spider webs. No. Oh man, that's where I was gonna look. I was gonna be in the corners of my house today. Oh glad, no, the interwebs. Yeah, yeah, you we'll don't see. need to. Don't go hang out with Gwen Stefani. Don't well, inter spider webs. Yeah, inter man. interman is what happens when a radioactive internet bites some bites someone. Ooh. You become, in, you become interman, and you can shoot interwebs. Ugh, I hate that character, and he's not even real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interman. <laughs> I mean, Net Man sounds kind of cooler, but I chose Inter because it needs to sound bad. I hope Inter Man just introduces himself to Punisher, and Punisher just shoots him in the face, and that's the end of that character. <laughs> Inter Man could become his new micro. 
He could, oh, he could b- man the tech van. It's true. Well, right? That's why we got the fucking multiverse. We can figure it out one way and then fuck it up in another way. Yeah, there's some multiverse where the Punisher and Interman are teaming up to defeat authoritarian social media platforms. No, no, there's not. Okay, now I don't want to talk about Interman anymore. Because that's, <laughs> that's, that's what's going on. I mean, <laughs> hey, man. He's not doing that. Parallel universes, dude. You'll never get there. You don't know. He's yeah, you hanging don't... out with Archie. Partying over in... Uh... Yeah, that's happening. Yeah, that's fine. Archie's a predator too, so it's okay. I mean, but, yeah, it's uh, fine. Huh. But um, I don't know how to transition, you know, into the world of the Punisher, Archie, uh, into our into a movie about soccer. Uh, but uh, this is actually the second soccer movie we've ever watched for this podcast, so there were there's a little uh, insight there. But uh, this week's yeah. movie is, is about a man named Chester. He's great. He's wonderful. Everybody likes him, uh, but to some people, he just looks like a giant asshole. And uh, that man is the main character in the movie from 1992 called Ladybugs. It's the best of the worst. Quote I was just referencing was when he's in the car uh, in his sweet, sweet Pontiac, uh, what's it called, Transport, that the most 90s looking van you could ever think of. It, uh, yeah. I aside from the later. Oldsmobile one that's also that's in Get Shorty, where he call, he calls it the Cadillac of minivans. That, that um, van is like a caricature of a 90s van. That's what <laughs> true. That thing is. So many people had those, and may, usually they were in white. Yep, always white. I mean, that's why the like the, the creeper van is like white because there's just so many of those. Yeah, my aunt and uncle did have one of those Pontiac transports, and it was in they did have the gray one, just like in this movie. Nice. So I do, I do Wild. remember. But uh, the quote I was mentioning was when Chester, played by the wonderful Ronnie Dangerfield, uh, you know, he's in this car giving himself a pep talk, and uh, <laughs> some redneck drives by and goes, Hey, Chester, my name's Harland. And to me, you look like a giant asshole. <laughs> it was good. And you he know goes, how many times this movie made me laugh out loud? A lot, because it's fucking hilarious. Uh, a yeah. decent amount, yeah. <laughs> it, caught uh, me, it caught me off guard a lot. But then, <laughs> but then Chester replies, well, if I'm an asshole, there's a reason for it. You're contagious. <laughs> and it really enraged that hillbilly. It, it really did. Uh, yeah, this movie, I mean, it is just one-liner after one-liner of Ronnie Dangerfield. Just like, Oh, yeah. It's just Ronnie Dangerfield jokes the entire time. Hey, how about how about the motivational speaker he's listening to in the beginning of the movie? I was like, what that am I watching? Is Nazi. That, that man that is a Nazi. Authoritarian no. motivational the speaker? Was, the book was called Von Kemp, I believe. That was the guy's name, Von Kemp. Von Kemp, yes. Yeah, so, oh, my God. Again, in big red and black letters, to... he's got the Aryan goons standing on his side. That was so weird. I was like, what are we doing? I thought this what? movie was on soccer. Yeah, what were, I don't know what, why, why were they? And then that to character trade that. that character never comes up again, and no. neither <laughs> does that catchphrase he learns. Like that just goes away. So why did the movie start with this fascist speaker all of a sudden? Yeah, I have no idea why that was in. I don't. I don't even understand why that was part of the movie. It's so bizarre. I'm like, those are some other this bizarre, wanted, like, bizarre like, things that happen in this movie, but that might be the most bizarre thing because it's just like, right. why this was that? Why I didn't want us to forget about it. 
Yeah, I didn't want us to forget about it before it, we, because uh, we're going to move on from it and not talk about it again. But, like, this is how you start, huh? And I don't, it's just so confused. Like, this movie, I would have texted you many points, but I chose to restrain myself to save it all for this beautiful show we <laughs> construct together. Because I just, it's just so confusing. It's weird. Like, why? <laughs> like, like, this is weird. This is weird. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, I'm not. It's a, it's a heavy it's... thing to introduce and then not readdress ever again. Yeah, it's just and the cat thought like, oh, like everybody likes me would be like come back in the movie at some point, never comes back. No, I can see that being like like a major plot point in another version of this film where like he's the bad guy and now Rodney's got to stop this guy in some for some way, in some way. Yeah, that could be, but like no, just he's just going to this conference where this is the guy who's motivating him to become an authoritarian madman. Anyways, yeah, it's weird. And then like I the like I think of like that guy who played von Kemp. Is like a stand-up comedian. Oh, was he? Yeah, who, Steve Landsberg. He was a stand-up comedian, so I have to assume that he was friends with um, Rodney Rodney Dangerfield. Uh, but that guy was mainly most famous from being on uh, the TV show Barney Miller. He was a, a detective on Barney Miller. Hmm. So he, so it's just uh, I don't know I don't know why that was in the movie. It's very odd, very weird. But anyways, yeah, straight from that, he's repeating his um, that little speech, and that's when you get her cool line, and that's when I'm like, oh, this movie might make me laugh. <laughs> Rodney, you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this movie, there's so many ridiculous lines. Um, but I honestly, if I, if, you know, we're talking about laughing in this movie, and I think the. Uh, one of the parts that made me laugh the most, and I seriously could not stop laughing, is when they're playing that team with that one lady coach, Coach Annie, and she was just yeah. like really begrudging, like yeah, hard, mean. like right, real mean lady. And the stuff he was saying about her was so <laughs> ridiculous. I couldn't even write down all the things he was saying. It was so <laughs> ridiculous. But he mentioned one one point. He's like, uh, "Thanks for return. <laughs> Thanks for returning to the zoo." <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, and she just kept, he just kept saying these like ridiculous things about her, and it was just so like, oh my god, Ugh. it was just all the things he was saying to all the coaches, even the coach Bull at the end, who was played yep. by uh, Blake Clark, who famously from the Water Boys, uh, Farmer Fran, and on Boy Meets World is Sean's dad. Yeah. Um, but he goes, Coach Bull, huh? I know your full name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? Why were Why were the other two coaches that you saw just so such aggro, crazy people? Because it's just this kind of this. Yeah, it's a good like question. Rodney, he's just trying to do. Yeah, he's he's a good guy overall. You know, he might he might be uh, rooted in a little bit of deception for a while, but uh, yeah, we can talk about that. Two eventually. coaches that are just like the nightmare coach. You know, when you're when you're a kid on a on a little league team of some sort, and they're just screaming angry monsters. Right. Oh yeah, Coach Annie for sure. She threw a chair and hurt one of her own players. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. She threw they're, a chair at her. They're like, what are they, 12, 13, I think, all of them? Yeah, something like that. Maybe yeah, high school, maybe 14. I don't know. Uh, another one of my one of the lines I liked about Coach Annie was like, he was like, What a lady. When she walks in a room, mice jump on chairs. At <laughs> yeah, Christmas, that was a good they one. hang her and kiss the mistletoe. I'll that tell you, if she, went, one, if she went to a dog show, she'd win. <laughs> she, she, and she'd hear him all the time and stop. 
Yeah. And then when they, when they, when her team lost the game, she wanted to give him a hug. It was really weird. Really, really, really wanted to give him a hug. And then Ronnie just wanted to hug uh, the one girl's mom, the yuppie mom. Yeah, uh, that was Mrs. Oh, Mullen, yeah. the, his boss's yeah. wife. Yeah, yeah, Mrs. Yeah. Mullen. Hey, I got a question. So when we meet Mr. Mullen, and he's got this trophy case behind him with all these soccer trophies, does it look like this kind of an organization, this kind of soccer team, is what gets all those trophies? Like this is the t- like really like this organization is what I I guess it what? does. I don't understand like what why they're so invested in it. They're like this a is... giant multi million dollar corporation. It's just teenage soccer invested in this little kid soccer. But they're a multi million like... dollar corporation for used car lots. It was fucking very weird. I don't know. I don't know. It's so weird. There's like so much infrastructure and like it's so intricate. It doesn't make sense. It's also, really he had weird. a sarcophagus in his office. He's a rich what? guy. Rich he had guys a fucking mummy, dude. Things. He had a fucking yeah. mummy. He had a mummy. <laughs> you know what? When you got like... money, that's what you do. You <laughs> you buy an artifact that's precious to another country. That's what you do. People's yeah, you buy someone's dead foreign leader <laughs> and put it in your room like I own him now. Yeah, that'd uh, be sweet. I'm gonna buy Kim Jong Un when he dies and I become a billionaire. Oh my god. Gonna... Oh my. Yeah. Throw him up against the wall. Kim Jong-un or Kim, Kim Jong-il? Il's dead, right? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I thought you were so dead, dead, dead eaters. I'm going to buy him. Dead. Oh, so he's just... Never mind. When he he's dies. just waiting for you to buy him? Okay. <laughs> you're you're going to wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kim Jong-il? Boom. Although he might live forever. Anyways. I don't know what the rules are over there. Yeah. They are. Anyways, yes. Uh, but, you know, there, I, I guess there's one like uh, kind of like elephant in the room with this movie. Yeah, uh, can I talk about it? And, because, and like, well, I want to I want to get to something else that maybe is All not right. so much the elephant in the room, but it's still like uh, there's like a and it is kind of a funny joke and the actress is in on it, too. But there's the one part where they're talking about, like, you know, how the one girl could be the best player if she has the right training and the Julie played by Jack A, uh, you know, Jack A famously from the show 227 and she was on uh, sister sister as the sister, mom sister, yeah i always watch that um but like her persona as that like whatever was like that 227 jack a like whatever mm-hmm. she plays it in this movie as well basically as julie but she's like best player we have you know what about uh what's her face over there the little black girl she's the best best player we have you know back the black people are the best at sports we're the best runners, fastest runners, football, ba- whatever. And then Chester's like, you should, black people are the best at sports. Are you kidding? How about hockey? What about water polo? Fencing? Badminton? Yachting? Oh, I forgot. Yachting. <laughs> that was one yachting. Yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah. It was a wild, yeah, it was a wild tangent. <laughs> why? It was why? Like a, <laughs> why are we yeah. talking about this? It was just uh... such, a, such a ridiculous line. And I was like, well, that's something that's a little jarring. Uh, but but the biggest elephant in the room, I guess, is the whole Martha Matthew thing. Corey, why is this a plot in this movie? I thought he was just going to coach a girls' soccer team to victory, and we have to have a whole plot where there's a sub where he ropes in his future, you know, his future stepson into this scheme to masquerade as a as a girl playing soccer because he's a good soccer star. What a weird like when you but the movie begins. I go down again. I don't know what to think when the movie begins because it begins with an authoritarian speaker telling you that you're beautiful and everyone <laughs> likes you. That's so I don't exactly know where That's the movie's going. Yet. Yeah, but right, like, why is that? Why is that like the crux of the the plot? Like, that's the plot. 
Yeah, it's funny that there is a um, there's actually a movie that came out in 2006 uh, called She's the Man, and that was with Amanda Bynes and Channing Tatum, and that's where Amanda Bynes pretends to be a boy to get on the soccer soccer team. Uh, but that that seems like a Mulan situation, doesn't I it? Thought, like you, I thought you have to like fight to, you know. I thought kind of Corey was going to reference uh, Joanna Man for sure. <laughs> no, I was not. That's a much more similar. I I was going more with the soccer route, how it's kind of oh, sure. Yeah, these two, and th- and that's and that, that whole concept is based. There's like a Shakespeare play that that's kind of like, you know, the girl dresses as the boy oh, to get whatever that they think she's a man. So kind of the same thing in the. Ah, um, no, I can. You know, uh, just is. one of the guy. Just one of the guys is kind of like that too. I mean, uh, the Mulan. girl dressing as a guy, Mulan. That's Mulan. Uh, but yeah, Joanna Man, I guess, is another example where that's flipped, where it's the guy dressing I, I, as a girl. I'd yeah. say, honestly, if you were, if you really, if somebody was really going to be upset and offended by a movie like Ladybugs, uh, go watch Joanna Man. That's probably way more. That's way more offensive than anything that happens in uh, Ladybugs. I just think it's a. I just think it's a weird. What a weird plot choice to have! Like this is the, this is the thing we're doing. This is... Also, is this boy Clark Kent? No, nobody can tell. This is basically <laughs> right. This is a young boy. Right. It looks just. I like mean, he's, it's he's... the same thing in any of those movies, though, right? It's it's the same thing yeah. in in just one of the guys. Uh, it's the same thing in probably she's the man. I'm sure Amanda Bynes does not come across as the most boyish little boy uh, ever. And then same thing in in Joanna Man. It's like that's definitely a dude. It's like, how is anybody falling for this? Here's the thing, too, though. Like when the big reveal happens at first with Matthew, he takes off his wig. His hair is like two inches shorter yeah, than the long. wig that he's yeah. wearing. And um, his friend Kimberly freaks out. It, it's not that shocking. They look pretty much similar. He doesn't look that much different with the wig on. It's, it's Clark Kent, man. Yeah, it's Clark Kent. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. They they, they could have got a but you know what the thing is with the wig, when they're playing that team at the end finals, there are definitely on the other team boys with wigs on. Oh, I are don't, there? I didn't, Dude, I didn't I noticed investigate. Two I didn't investigate kids that, on that man. team. It was like their hair was so jarring. Their hair looks so fake. I was like, there is no way that that's the real. If that's the real hair, I mean, I guess whatever. But there were two girls that had these like big hair. Like it was so out of control, big their hair. I was like, those are boys in wigs. It's a possibility. I, I they just couldn't find enough soccer extras, I guess. Because they the people that are actually like doing the close up sh- action shots are soccer players. That's like hundred percent. Right, yeah, I'm sure it's like skilled. Because these, or... these kids, these actors that are running around are not athletic at all. None none of these kids that are running around in that field are athletic. They're, they can yeah, but barely like run. <laughs> but it's the point, right? I mean, that's oh, like it's, yeah, it's a point in the part, but they're also league. yeah, yeah. It's the same thing in the other soccer movie we watched for the podcast, The Big Green. It's the same thing. Those kids are that's, almost that's unathletic. Exactly what I thought of yeah, Big Green and then little Giants. Yeah. And then uh, also kicking, kicking and screaming, another soccer movie. Those kids are uh, also the, in the same boat there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the big elephant in the room here is Matthew is Martha. It's such a weird, like, plot thing that happens that's like, all right, this is what we're happening. 
this is what's happening. I have a and question. The movie, the, the movie is still funny, and it's still it like, is still funny. Yeah, I but have a it's question. just a really ridiculous premise. And why did we need it? I, I don't want to say. Uh, I guess this is happening. I, I want to know why is it happening? Why are we sexualizing these little kids? Matthew has this weird sexual Thank fantasy you. about his friend Kimberly. This girl's running around in skimpy clothes, and he's sexualizing her. And then the he one can do that though. Old, he's a he's her age. Yeah, he but can do I, that. I don't want to see that though. Why do I want to see that? What I want to see this girl walking, running around. Was, in, I mean, that's just, well, like, they go out of her way to be like she's thirteen, and then we get this ridiculous scene. It's like what is going on? So many teen can, movies, <laughs> even I'm sure teen movies now, like more teen comedies, they still do that where like the girls fantasizing about the guy or the guys fantasizing about the girl. Yeah, man, they she's always running do that. Soccer field in like this bikini. It doesn't mean like, yeah, that doesn't mean it's good. Even well, like I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying she's wearing like the uh, like yeah. the hairband style like. Like a wedding dress, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, like his fantasy is ridiculous. His fantasy yeah. is outrageous. And then He's the like, one has girl plans to get married and all this stuff. That's what happens, you know, when you're 12 and you meet a girl you like. You just run your life through your head. Well, it's Dress up as a girl to get closer to her. Yeah, it's easy. It's easier to have. Yeah, you know, to imagine as opposed to giving character development to these two and just kind of, you know. Yeah. This is a fat. Oh, so he likes her. I get it. Yeah, you know, if I'm going to be bothered by anybody's sexualization of any of the kids in this movie, it wouldn't be Kimberly in the fantasy. It'd be that one girl, Sally, uh, Welfett, I think was her name. She was like, my turn-ons are this and this. Why do I need to know what a 12-year-old's turn-ons are? And you know what? I don't because she doesn't even know what they are because one of them is pizza. That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. No, though, I think that's also a sign of like, the times of like magazines and so like girls probably that age were reading like teen cosmo no. whatever magazines and they would sh- they would put that stuff in those magazines and what? those magazines what? back what? then teens were so huge they why were would huge. they say pizza though why would pizza be one of them because that doesn't make she's any sense. so younger she's just saying things she likes she yeah she doesn't know what the fuck turn the turn-ons are <laughs> and that's the joke yeah uh rough really rough like what the what was the other one that she kept saying? Hot guys? Is that what it was? Yeah, that one made so. sense. Hot guys. Yeah. Okay. You're a kid. You want you like you like hot guys. All right. That makes sense. But pizza, and then there were some other ones. I don't remember. The pizza one really threw me through a loop. I was like, what? Does yeah. this girl at 12 year old have a pizza fetish already? Man. <laughs> Give me pizza. <laughs> um, <laughs> the uh the the whole team is just like ridiculous. And then that one girl, her name is her name literally sounds like a garbage pail kid's name. Penny Pest- Pester. Pester. That is a fucking garbage pail kid's name. Hey, man, leave yeah. Penny alone. She's like, Penny's fine. Penny has yeah, an uplifting fine. story. She yeah. has like an uplifting, like positive story that happens. Yeah, you know, her. yeah, you know, what's cool is that you know, Penny's story is so uplifting that all of a sudden she can score better when she can't see a goddamn thing. Yeah. Once but then it was also weird when she, she when she better. kissed Coach Chester. Yeah, I didn't like that very much either. Or they're talking about like if you it were younger, I, it was would, on the I would date you or something. Well, yeah, he's yeah, trying to make her feel good about it herself. It wasn't like he, he smooched him on the lips or anything. She just no, gave yeah, him. And, I, and he didn't obviously. tell her like, "Oh, I want to bang you." He's like, well, "If you have, no, I was man. A kid in your he's, school." He indirectly said it to other couple other people. Right. Still not. Still not. Not great. Maybe just don't do that. Maybe just don't do that, huh? This movie Maybe. is the premise for a couple of HR um, videos, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And Chester is oh, right yeah. in the center just, of Just Chester with, uh, with Mrs. Mullen, the boss's wife, alone. 
What about when he's I mean, chatting up the secretary in the beginning before he meets? Uh, you know, yeah, she, that, the, that lady's loving it. Yeah, she, she was. That was, yeah, that was all about her interaction. <laughs> right. It's like, oh my god. Which Rodney was, Dangerfield, maybe younger, like man, he he's not an attractive man. <laughs> he really he's bug eyed. He's got a horrible complexion. Yeah, he's man. always like yeah. glistening and sweaty. But that swagger is undeniable. It doesn't <laughs> oh, stop. Dude. Oh, dude. He's yeah, got it doesn't a silver stop. tongue. It, sure. In, in any movie he's in. It doesn't uh, stop. He, no, it doesn't like, ever stop. You can't really say stand up, but it's like more like the movies he's in. Whenever he's like coming on to any of the women, like in Back to School, the teacher that he ends up getting with in Back mm-hmm. to School, like she has, she's like repulsed by him. But like the swagger, you almost you believe it that she would change her mind because he's yeah, just it's so like, like all right, man. <laughs> it's like you just can't that's, stop. That's can't the same way. Yeah. What were you saying, Pat? Bass is out of his league. Matthew's mom, for sure, and he she's she's all about him. Well, yeah, the teacher oh, yeah, in of course. school's out of his league too. He's yeah. just yeah. Well, I mean, we don't even get to know much of Matthew's mom except that she's gonna marry. Chester, that's about it. Like, we don't, we, we, she's like just, she's just there. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's, she, it's just a catalyst for, the, for the plot. Right. Forward. Right. Yeah. And, but I mean, I, it's a, when, uh, two scenes got me when, um, when they're trying on dresses. Oh my God. For <laughs> that's the best scene of the whole wow. movie. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Well, they're in the dressing room together, and that lady outside the uh-huh. dressing room. Oh that, my that's, god! The movie goes from like fifty to hundred, like right there. Yeah, in the room. it's like it's kind of it's, it's hitting its pace, and then wow, it kind of goes off the rails there. And then, yeah, and then I mean, we're, since we're just jumping around, I'll get the last, uh, like the big laugh is when when the bartender pushes him to tell his story. <laughs> I just said, what? Yeah, and the way he tells it, it. Why do you have to tell it that way? Why do you have to tell it that way? Because <laughs> yeah. he's a bonehead. He didn't know. He's so what he, says is, what he says is, so uh, my wife's, or my soon-to-be wife, her son, I dressed him up as a girl and had him play with me. <laughs> so much. <laughs> Kicks him out of Get the out of here. Great. That's great. Uh, and he had to say, and I made him play with me. So the one in the dressing room is way worse. He's trying to fit the dress on. And he's like, oh, it's too tight. He's like, oh, it'll, it'll loosen up a bit. Just just wait. No, it's the, yeah, the innuendo in that one is is worse. But for me, like the bar, the way he phrased it, like that's so absurd. Well, also the innuendo is the woman is watching and they're like fucking standing up. They're right. doing like the uh, the Italian lunch break, I think that position is. Oh like, my God. <laughs> my God. Really. That's what I, oh I my God. The title is coming from. <laughs> But um, that woman too that hears it after they walk out of the dressing room, yeah. dude, she sells that fall. She flies yeah, out of that chair. Oh she, like, my gosh, she's she, like, so offended. Out of the yeah, chair. She like planks. She like planks. Yeah, she does. Rhea Mortis sits in. She just died. What about the lady just there after that in the bathroom? Matthew goes in and takes a dump in the ladies' room, and the dump is so offensive to that lady. She screams bloody murder after seeing this shit in the toilet. Was was are you um, are you just like dumbfounded, Pat? No, or was, that wasn't the scene. I don't believe she, he forced her to go into the men's room. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, unless unless it oh, happened Matthew, earlier well, on. Matthew went into the women's room because he couldn't figure out how to get out of his dress and take a dump. So the guys were going into the men's room. She goes to go to the women's room. He covers up the 
oh, so it looks like oh, men. So she shit. she walks into the men's room and sees a bunch of dicks hanging out, I guess. Probably. I don't know what's going I on. thought she walked in. It was I thought, a trough situation in there. I thought she walked there. in where yeah. Matthew was, and Matthew had just walked out, and she walks in the women's one. I thought maybe no, he had something dumb yeah. or something. No, she that's so the scene. Yeah. You should have wrote scene. some notes, Corey. That would have been a better joke. Yeah, and then <laughs> well, and then also... Well, so it then, also doesn't make any sense. She's never seen poop in her life. She just screams at the top of her lungs. I was like, no, so confused by that. Yeah. Well, well and then Chester talks the... about how like she doesn't. She probably doesn't see that at home. It's like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, she well, also, a bunch of guys' dicks hanging out peeing. Well, also, if everybody's in a trough situation, right? Otherwise, I, I, probably, like, yeah. I never walked she, into a she man's walks in and just, bathroom and their dicks. Whoa, guys! Yeah, like whoa, guys! I would scream too. I'm also glad that during that scene. Uh, during that scene, though, that um, Chester also ended up buying a, a Moomoo at some point, probably at that same yes. store, just no, in case he had to yes. Or did he run one. to the store real quick and buy one for himself? I mean, that he might have just ran off and got one, I guess. Uh, that, I, that was my guess. I don't know. Hey, did any of you also think when when Matthew reveals to Kim that he's Martha, that like he just pulls the wig off himself and like closes the door on her. I'm like, what's going, what's you doing to this girl? Yeah, that was kind of weird. I thought, I thought he went in for the kiss or something at first. And I'm like, no, he's probably just yeah. telling her. Like, he is check it out. And then like, she screams because like, of course, Clark Kent, all of a sudden they realize, Oh my God, that's, that's a different, that's not Martha. That's a oh my boy. God, your hair is one inch shorter than your wig. Oh, I, I would never known. But just like the scream. And then like the door closes, like they're kind, yeah. they feel like kind of creepy. You know, yeah. you know, um, uh, he reminded me of when he was dressed up as uh, Martha's mother. Who is uh, Christine Baskets? Louis Anderson. Oh my God! Baskets. Yeah. <laughs> Louis oh, Anderson wow. plays Zach Galifianakis's mother. <laughs> oh my God! In a God. TV show. Oh, have you ever seen that, Nick? It is no, I'm trying to. I think I've seen brilliant Louis dressed up like that, but I haven't seen it in the film. It is amazing. Show. It's so good because he like he really nails like that mom persona too like that type of person it's so fucking funny but yeah that's yes. what he reminded me of that's funny and how absurd we're going back to kimberly how absurd were her parents they're like drinking champagne at they're the drinking martinis games. yeah the they're ridiculous martinis at a kid's soccer game they're they were horrible they're terrible yeah. terrible assholes well when you're like my daughter sucks don't let her play it's like jesus man yeah right and yeah and then you have to have chester be the one to like teach you a lesson but that that's was the like character. Yeah, that was a, that was a good lesson too. That's like wow, it was that was yeah. What's the good about being the best if you find out you're terrible? Something like that. Is that the gist of it? Yeah, it was basically like the best, the best. Like that's all I keep hearing. Uh, he's like, you want to be the best? Let me ask you this: What is the what is good? What good is being the best if it brings out the worst in you? Yeah, I mean that's a good line. It is. Like it's a good message for a movie. It's a weird journey to get there, but whatever. I guess. Right, yeah. It took, it's like the movie's like this. It's like yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. I did a visual, a visual of where like my hand is jumping around because it's just off the charts all over the place. I was listening to this audio medium. <laughs> and and then uh, and then you know it's funny that we're talking about Bess and how about how he's such a so out of her league, but then he still keeps pulling doing the same like a typical like uh, Ronnie Dangerfield stuff where he's like downgrading himself. Yeah, he's like, negative saying, on himself like, the whole time, right? Yeah, he'll he'll say stuff like you know, like uh, his attitude wow. is his biggest problem. 
Yeah, he's like, wow, the only thing quicker th- than that is when I'm having sex. And, and yeah, stuff like, like, that's not even a joke. That's a straight vulgar comment. That, that was a joke <laughs> I wanted to hear from you. <laughs> right, at a children's soccer game. Uh, right, yeah. Okay. And it's funny because this movie is like a kid's movie, kind of, but it's more like a, I guess, more of like a teen's movie. I mean, it's a kid's I, movie, I remember, man. Like, I, think I it's watched a kid's this movie, when yeah. I was younger. It's a kid's movie, but like they just went all in on like the 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 top shelf comments are just like really up there. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, it's all, it's all borderline. This, you, you didn't, you don't, you didn't like catch no. on to any of those jokes. No. I mean, certain ones where he's like, oh, I'm not, he's like, all I know is I got a lot of balls. Like, you know, yeah, there you go. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was jokes like that. Oh, that, that was the good when, when, um, was it, was it about Mrs. Mullen? About she does a lot of charity work. And that's, and then he says, like, yeah, her, she's like, she's, what did she say? But I mean, the punchline is like, I heard she didn't like a lot of, man, the way he says it, though, I don't want to ruin it. Is it the moment where he says, like, she, 10 men under me or something? No, it's like, she does a lot of charity work. Oh, yeah, she's good with the policeman's balls or something like that. Oh, oh yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about the one? I mean, there's so many good lines, but what well, about when they're, so they're watching uh, um, Matthew play as Martha for the first time? And they're like, he's playing like a psycho. He's nuts. And Julie says, Looks like Norman Bates is playing soccer, and Chester goes, "Hey, after the game, no showers." <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, speaking of, why do those children all go skinny dipping at some point in the movie? What the fuck is that? Yeah, well, that was a big that was a big problem when he's Martha's like, "I can't skinny dip." They're skinny dipping. What? Just yeah, leave at at the at um Kimberly's house. Like the mom yeah. was too busy like fucking the tennis instructor, the tennis instructor during yeah the during the daytime. Yeah, it is enormous. Well, dad's at work. It doesn't matter. You can get lost in that house, you know? Uh huh. And uh, you know what was a a joke that also probably didn't go over too well? I was talking about the the one, the black people are best at sports one. Um, But I guess that one's like kind of weird because like she mentions it too. So, um, but but the one where they're talking about uh, that girl, Carmelita Chu, the Asian girl, and she's the goalie. And at the end, he goes, She's the Great Wall. Oh God, I missed that. Yes, you're didn't right. even catch it. Didn't even I, catch it. I think I just Yikes. forgot that she was Asian at that point. Yikes! <laughs> oh, yeah, because maybe that's not. Yikes! Yeah, maybe you. Yeah, because you're just not. That's not on the forefront of your mind because it's just you're just a kid playing soccer. It's just some goofy kid playing soccer. <laughs> yeah, just a kid playing soccer. What about but, uh, man? What when, about when? when Pe- oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. I was just thinking when Penny rips off her glasses and pulls her hair down and then can play soccer, she can't fucking see. You see those glasses? She cannot see right now. Oh, well, yeah, she can't no. see, and also her hair is in her face. There's no fucking yeah, so way that kid can see anything. Too, but she scores a goal. She does. Yeah. What about, um, I got a question. What about when Jackie was eating that Subway sandwich from the top down? Who yeah. the fuck a sandwich like that? Not it's from left really... to right. The top yeah. down, like a, I don't even know. It, it, I don't was, know, man. It hurt. It hurt. It hurt to watch her do that. Yeah, she's like, she was going to town on that too. Just chopping well, yeah. away. I don't know. She didn't know what the hell she was doing. Nobody did. None of those boneheads knew what to do. Might it's as well weird... hang out, get your calories in. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, and you know, I was also wanted to bring up because we were talking about that girl Chew when Julie's chanting for her. She's like Chew, Chew, Chew. He goes, "What are you celebrating or sneezing?" <laughs> oh yeah, that was good. <laughs> also not. Yeah, also not great. <laughs> Man, uh, just some like, corny ass lines like that. Just yeah, like, so there's many. so many. I mean, like 
what, 50% of his lines are just corny and ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he probably made That's up so generous. many of those, too. And it's funny that, like, they have Brandy Dangerfield, of all people, being, like, this, like, kid's movie. And then he did Rover Dangerfield, the animated movie, where he's the dog. And he just is, like, doing one-liners, like, the whole time as that dog. Like, Don't he's stop. Before. He does one-liners in all of his movies. It's yeah, because it's just what he does. Hey, you know what? Except for in, um, uh, what the fuck is that movie? Oh my god! With um, Woody Harrelson, Metro Born Killers. Okay. Ah. Oh, I've he's, never. He's, he's her, in that movie. I didn't he's know her, that. Like, he's her like deadbeat dad in that movie. He's all like fucked what? up. And, like, yeah. Is that movie yeah. good? Yeah, I liked it's, it. It's, I think it's wild. That. I don't know how. I wonder how. Would I haven't watched it in forever? I wonder if it would. Age I just well. always I'm sure it's call. Fine. You guys have uh, you guys ever been to the the what is it called Blockbuster down in uh, Crest Hill before? You ever gone to that one back in the day? Back in the day, back in the day, they always said the Natural Born Killers uh, poster for the longest time I recall in in the windows there, and that was uh, it always scared me because I what is it is it about skinheads? I think that's what I always assumed. What Natural Born Killers? I mean, they're yeah. not good people. They're not skinheads. They're just not good people. They're just fucking psychopaths. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I always assumed it was about the skinheads because his hair is, his head is shaved in that. Yeah. No, they're just they're just fucking. That's a that's a nostalgic memory in my head. Crazy fucking psychopaths. It's a good one though, but it was a popular movie though too. So I mean, them having the poster for a long time makes sense. It was it was yeah. extremely well, popular. Is... Yeah, I mean, his he has a shaved head in the movie, doesn't he? But that's not me. He's just, you know, he's not like a skinhead. Yeah, he just he just has a shaved head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has nothing to do with uh, that. Was another Tarantino writing write writing job? Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. What? I gotta watch that. Yeah, it's the only other movie he wrote other than True Romance where he didn't um, direct it. Jared Jared Harris from uh, Mad Men is in that. The, the English guy. Probably nice. remember him. Yeah, that dude's awesome. He's in a bunch of movies. He's yeah, in, he's uh, great. He's in Moriarty Alien Resurrection. And, um... Right? He's in Alien Resurrection? Yeah, yes. Is that sure? one? He, he plays Moriarty in one of the Sherlock Holmes movies. Great, great actor. Yeah, that dude's awesome. I'm pretty... One, yeah. of, my, one of my favorite characters in Mad Men. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's great. Maybe he's not in Alien Resurrection. Why did I think he was in Alien Resurrection? I don't, no, I don't know, man. He's in one of those Thinking of somebody else, then I guess I don't know. I thought he was in one of the alien movies, but I guess I am dead wrong. Yeah, he's he's yeah he's awesome. That dude rules. And yeah, I haven't seen Natural Born Killers in forever. That'd be a good good rewatch there for sure. Uh, you know, we were talking about Bess and Chester and things like that. Their age yeah. difference is like what is it? Ronnie Dangerfield in this movie is seventy-one years old. Say, Holy like, fuck! Are you serious? Yeah, he's 71. Well, how old is she? She's got to be like in her 40s, for 71, right? I guess, then. She's 43. <laughs> the actress Holy would have been four, 43. Mm. <laughs> yeah, dude, bad. he's 71 in this movie. Not bad at all. What was uh, when Rodney died? How old was his actual? His actual wife was much younger than him. Oh, I'm sure. I don't, how old was her? No, but. The I remember uh, one of the last he was things 80, I remember, 82 when he died. One of the last things I remember seeing from him when before he died was um, he lived in like a high rise apartment. 
and his wife wanted a jacuzzi. Well, not easy to get that up to high rise. He had a helicopter airlift it to the window to his apartment and ha- had it installed through the window uh, via helicopter. Oh, my God. Wow. I mean, he he had three wives, but he both he married them all for a decent amount of time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Which is like interesting because you you think the persona right is yeah like oh, sure he married he had, the he same had, girl twice did he really Joyce oh he went back ending. okay I didn't even check that out <laughs> so he married two women <laughs> uh, I did I did notice that uh, on on Prime when you watch this movie it also uh, showed that Meet Wally Sparks is also on Amazon Prime. Oh wow! There was a, a movie he did later on in his career in, in like the late nineties. Uh, I think I think the last one I really remember seeing him in was it was it was probably the last big thing was Little Nicky. I mean, yeah, yeah. He was he was Lucifer in, in Little Nicky. So this is, fu- this is funny. Looking at his wives, they they almost look like sisters. They are so similar looking; it's kind of hard to differentiate them. And they're stunningly gorgeous women that are much younger than him. <laughs> What about uh, what about him singing in this movie? Why? No boy. There's so many songs. They sing the national anthem. Why do the coaches sing the national anthem at I don't the know. game? I don't know. What? I'm not even. I'm I'm not even absurd, upset about that. I I'm mean, not upset, they, but it's just like, why do they do that? I mean, I I think we need to talk more about the uh, the Great Balls of Fire cover that yes. is clearly him and Jack A. Are they sing singing. They're singing song. at one point in the van, aren't they? Yeah, but the yes. but the uh, but the whole song plays and it's them. Yes, I know. Why did they I... do that? Why did they have? Why was it a choice for this movie to have him and her cover that that song? I don't know. I don't know, did man. Just but I play I'm... the song. No, man. I think it was awesome because I got to hear him sing "Great Balls of Fire." <laughs> <laughs> what what a great singer! Oh boy, you really imagine if <laughs> imagine if you were just. Going to a soccer game with your two coaches, and they started busting out great balls of fire. Jerry Lewis did classic, cram, just great they, balls of fire. Did they cram all those kids in that van too? They kind of made it like they alluded yeah. to like that was happening. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. They and, crammed uh, like fifteen kids and uh, two coaches in that little van. And how come nobody even questioned where Martha came from? Like uh, all these other girls, they either go no, to the same school or they're all like parents who work for the company or something. And nobody even like questioned where Martha came from. I guess at the point where she's just like amazing and nobody gives a shit. So yeah, nobody that kind cares. of any questions they had. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, or you would think like. Well, there was really no like rival team, you know, and a lot of these soccer movies or even most sports movies, there's always like a rival team that's like trying to get it. Like remember in Big Green, there's like the other like the Knights team and they find out uh-huh. that the one kid, the Mexican kid is like it, like illegal or whatever. And there's like the whole thing with that trying to because he's so good and trying to get him and he kicking and screaming with the dad is the, the other coach and everything. And um, there's always like a rival team. And this one, there was no like heated rivalry it was just kind of like a, a movie just for fun for being fun of like watching this team get a get the win and there was no like rivalry i mean i don't know what the movie is about it's about like three things 
it's about being yeah. yourself. It's about being you don't yourself. Need, yeah, yeah. You don't need a man to do to do the work. You can do it. Yeah, it's in nineteen ninety, he's telling girls they got the right to vote. You got the vote. <laughs> yeah, they've had it for a decent chunk of time. He's seventy one. You're an independent woman. You don't need no man. <laughs> what? You don't need you don't need a man to do your job, even though we've had a man playing on your team this entire time until just now. Oh, and then at the end, it's the entire the entire girls' softball team is boys. Right. Boys so like we learned nothing. We, right. We learned uh-huh, nothing at we all. Yeah. Nothing. Right. Yeah. In fact, that's what gets him promoted is the fact that he was so ingenious of putting a boy on the girls' soccer team. And then, you, I like what you're thinking. And then they promote the idea that girls girls aren't as good as boys. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they just, bad. It Not went from good. zero to hundred there too. Like, oh, it's just yeah. It was like right. a, a stupid joke at the end, and with a yeah, random but... with a random um, yes. Yes. Uh, cameo by Tommy Lasorda as Coach what Cannoli. Was what was that? How did they get him into that? It's weird, I, man. He had he was probably friends with um with Rodney because Rodney, Rodney, yeah, Rodney was a big like California L A guy, right? Comedy store, all that stuff. Lasorda was the Dodgers, so uh. like it just kind of makes sense that. Um, did he die of COVID? By the way, he died this year. Or this year, he just died. Oh, shit. Tommy Lasorda. I don't recall. Let's find out. I don't. I don't know. He he just died like a month ago. Yeah, it was a little over a month yeah, ago. You're right. Yeah. He passed away January seventh, two thousand twenty-one. Doesn't say why. Um. Uh. I can find. We can find out. He did not have COVID. Yeah, I thought maybe it wasn't that. No, he had a heart attack. It was not. He was how many not, years old? Ninety-three. Well, that not 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 too shabby. Not at all. Yeah. No, he's ninety-three years old. Yeah. But yeah, super random though to have him. I I, I was I was really like, what? why? <laughs> and it wasn't even like a minute. You know, he showed up one day. Said two lines mm-hmm. and I'm going home. Yeah, very, very it, weird. He, oh. he probably made so little that it even mattered to him. It's like it was fucking. He was in that guy could lose that in the fucking couch. Whatever he made that day. Oh, he, he, he was in Homeward Bound. He yeah. was in Homeward Bound too. What? We watched Why? one of the dogs. Was he Tommy Lasorda? This comes up on Tommy Lasorda's page right after Ladybugs. It says Homeward Bound two. Who does he play in this fucking film? He, he played cool. Lucky Lasorda, the dog Lucky's Lasorda. <laughs> that makes sense. He voiced yeah. a dog. And that movie didn't even take place in LA. It took place in San Francisco. Well, it's still California. Hmm. Yeah, uh, man, it's California, dude. He's a play as a dog. He doesn't play himself. No, yeah, <laughs> he just plays a dog. It's just weird. He was just doing some random acting roles here and there. And the Lucky 90s, Lasorda. I guess. He wasn't a manager. I don't think dude. he was. A, I don't think he was a manager at the time anymore. So he's just some uh, of these. I forgot some of these dog names in this film. All the dogs in that. Did movie. Did you want to remember them? <laughs> that That's movie, true. Right? Again, I forgot it's... these or just didn't care. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Right. You're right. <laughs> what are you talking yeah. about? I don't know why I mean, I'm I... thinking of Sparky Michaels or I, it's probably I don't remember. Or... I only remember the main dogs. Yeah, Chance Shadow Chance, and the Shadow. cat. 
It's sassy. Yeah, sassy, yeah. that's right. Oh, there you go. I remember the, the one cat. was um yeah, the cat. Uh, <laughs> Sinbad was the one Riley. That was the one. Yeah. Who had Sinbad. the did he was he the dog that had the sad backstory? He was the one that was like didn't want yeah, he got like left by left yeah. like by the a side Christmas, of the road and stuff. He was a Christmas, Christmas puppy that yeah, was Christmas. left by the side of the road because no because the kids ah, didn't want dude. to play with a dog. You know what? That's yeah, an man. important lesson. That is a thing that happens. After Christmas, like the amount of animals that go to like the pound and stuff like that skyrockets. How, I don't know why. How can people be such pieces of shit? Because people it's are because... dumb and they gift people animals and people don't want them. You don't well, you don't gift somebody an animal. It's, it's, it's yeah it's like two things it's like they don't want them and or they are too much for them to handle and they can't you know what i mean it's like not something that they can do but any you know so it's like oh this was a we thought this was a good idea but it's definitely not yeah because yeah. we're dumb we didn't think there about was, it remember there was also, there was also like a dumb dog in that remember it was like a huckleberry hound type of oh yeah do only dog Man, for you those dogs made me laugh those dogs did make me laugh <laughs> Um, you know what's funny though? In that movie, there's three sports people that do voices. Al Michaels yeah. is Sparky Michaels, and then Tommy Lasorda, and then Bob Euchre is also one of the voices. As yeah, uh, I saw those. Yeah, as, I feel like Bob Bob Euchre transcends sports though. He's he's in his league league of his own. He's well, yeah, he was he, he was he's an American only, treasure. He's not only in major league; he was also on freaking Mr. Belvedere. Well, yeah, there you go. Which was even weirder. Like, how was he a Mr. He was on a character of Mr. Belvedere. Fucking announcer for the Milwaukee Brewers is uh, was on Mr. Belvedere. So man, that's a show. That's a show I used to watch all the time and literally remember almost nothing about it. Mr. Belvedere. Um, I only yeah, just I own. That's all I remember about it. It was that Bob Euchre was on it. That's it. I remember that Mr. Belvedere was in it. Yeah, but um, that wasn't the guy's name. <laughs> I, I, I Graf yeah, his... played the love interest in this for Rodney was also in that. That's right. She was There's... the mom. Mm-hmm. Wow. Interesting. Letter wires. I knew I recognized her from somewhere and it was Mr. It's Mr. Belvedere. Yep, wow. Was... Mr. Belvedere. How long now was that? We've gone full circle back to Mr. Back to this movie somehow. Six degrees of. Uh, yeah, I suppose. Tommy Lasorda here. This is from 85 to 90. Holy shit, it was on for five years. Why? I think it was even why? part of like TGIF or something. It, it probably, yeah, man, it was yeah, it probably right in the beginning, maybe. Why, why was Bob Uecker in Mr. Belvedere? <laughs> that, <laughs> he was in every episode. Yeah, he was one of the main characters. Why, though? Why? He was like I... her dad. He was like the grandpa. Or no, he was her. He was the dad, right? He was, uh, he was he was her husband in that. Who was? He was I her thought. husband? Man, once again. Maybe not. Maybe he was the grandpa. I don't know. And uh He wouldn't have I been think, that. I think Graf is He's... fucking robbing the grave. And Mr. Belvedere. Very strange. I haven't what? thought of I haven't thought about that. Had a very and unique like, theme song too. I don't really remember, but it was like I definitely remember. I remember that, that graphic for sure. I remember that oh, graphic. Yeah. Mr. Belvedere just screams 80s time. 80s time. Yeah. You know, time of the 80s. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, very strange. Uh, why? I, I, I don't understand why he wasn't that. 
I don't know. Just uh, he had charisma. He has the charisma, right? He. Oh yeah, he's yeah. definitely. I mean, he's, he's a natural on on camera. Yeah. I think. Yeah, and good for him. He's how old is Bob Uecker now? And he's still doing play by play. So good for I, him. Oh wow, I didn't know Bob Uecker was still alive. <laughs> yeah, Hell he yeah. still does the uh, God, Milwaukee uh, Brewers radio. Or t- maybe TV too, but also mainly the maybe just the radio. Anyways, that's enough on the, the good old uh, Bobby Euchre there. Um, you know, I did want to mention real quick. There's an advertisement for like. No, I'm not, 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 not going to talk about that. Advertisement for what? So you got so offended by it. What? Who's what offended? Was this? You, what was this advertisement for? You were like, there's this advertisement for, and then you're like, it didn't want to say it. I told you, if the connection gets bad, I'm just going to be quiet. Oh, okay. okay, And you both both zoned out, so I assumed I wasn't even on your screens, so I just hesitated for a moment. No, you you seem fine, I thought. We just thought you were so offended by this advertisement. No, it was just it was just a one line that we've dwelled on for too long. It wasn't even worth. I should have just said it been over with. But it's just it was a Mr. Belvedere ad for about talking to Bob. You know, Bob Euchre. Bob in the majors, you couldn't buy a hit. Now you're in one, and it lists all the markets that he's in. <laughs> I, thought that, I thought that was I thought that was funny. That's all. That's funny. <laughs> nice. These two guys. I bet he, I bet he wrote that. <sighs> yeah. Anyways, uh, you know before, guess before I have to we stream start... all Mr. Belvedere. That's all I'm going to do now. Stream Mr. Belvedere. There How do we do go. that? Let's watch it together. Now okay, you have good. a new... Uh... Oh, if you find it, let's do it. We'll start there's our own new, podcast. The rival is a new podcast, our Mr. Belvedere podcast. It'll go for 118 <laughs> episodes. Oh. The Belvedere's. We're like some band now. Oh, sweet, dude. We got to learn some instruments. <laughs> yeah. That's true. It'll have to be called something from like the uh, the theme song, the sh- whatever. A line from the theme song will be the. Uh... Hey, this is our podcast. We'll do what the fuck we want, Corey. No, I can't be on it. Fuck you, dude. Um, <laughs> Bold. Wow. Oh, just Corey, me wow. Just trying podcast. to tell me and Nick how to run our podcast. What Laying it down. Oh my God. Laying down the boundaries uh, immediately before it exists. Wow. Right? Jeez. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Wow. Strong. Um, but I, I, do wanna, I do want to mention real quick uh, when Kimberly kicked that ball and knocked those people off those, the, those bikes. Yeah. She kicked the ball so hard. Way yeah. over the top, and it was so it was coming down so hard, it knocked a person, two people off their bicycles. Two people, it even hit the one person, Jeez. I don't think it hit the further person, and then the second person just kind of fell off. And also, uh, with, with Bess, what the fuck was that house she was trying to buy? Oh, I yeah, don't know. Why, why was she trying to buy it? What was it? Was like a nightmare. It was a nightmare yeah, house. The bad house, yeah. We, I thought we were gonna get more of the bad house, we didn't get much more of the bad house. I don't understand why was she trying to buy it? What was wrong with her house? Also, another questionable uh, thing said during that scene where they're looking at the house. Uh, he's trying to, he, he, Dangerfield's trying to talk about the na- the neighborhood and stuff like that. Oh, no. And, what did he uh, say that I missed? Oh, no. There's uh, a guy riding around on his bike with a kid, like, in the back seat of it. Sure. Oh, yes. I wrote that and down, he too. he basically says something about, like, oh, he's going to grow up and, like, Marry a man, and uh, then he'll know why. Like he's riding behind his about, dad because he was 
watch oh him my right around God. And watch his dad I'm glad I missed that. And I wonder why he married a guy. Because yeah. the dad's because the dad's butt was like eye level to the kid's yeah. face. That's well, you, that's horrible, man. Remember that, guys. This is a lesson. If you see your dad's butt too much, you're gonna turn gay. That's the lesson. That's a bad. That's a bad lesson. That's not a very a, bad. A true lesson. That's not practical. Yeah, I know. Wait a minute. Speaking out of turn. Yeah, that's are not. You, are you telling me that people aren't made into gay people? I'm pretty sure. Like when that joke was said, as I was watching it, I didn't even acknowledge it because I don't think I even understood what was going on. I, what did I write down? I think I said, "What the fuck with the gay baby joke? What was that about?" <laughs> yeah, not good. But also, it's a. It's a movie where they insist on making a 13-year-old boy dress as a girl and play soccer just so his future stepdad gets a promotion so he can marry his mom and give him enough money. What the hell is happening? Oh, man. <laughs> when, when, did it, when did it actually explain it's worse? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's real bad. It's it's and he didn't oh. even get the job because like he helped the soccer team win. The, he got the, the job. They ram it in your, down your throat at the end of the film. When the whole baseball team, the girls' baseball team, was full of boys, because like this yeah, is what he did. Because uh-huh. Mullen thought Mullen thought it was brilliant. Right. Yeah, uh, he's a guy who. Yeah, I mean, so they missed the point. Those girls good. were terrible at first, and then they were great. They yeah, didn't they were, need him. Yeah, they didn't believe in themselves, and then they believed so, in themselves, and they did fine. Why not no, just get, no lesson to learn? If they had another team, uh, another sports team, like a baseball team that was bad. Just do the same formula again. Have one boy dress up as a girl and show, teach him how to play. There you go. That's what I learned. <laughs> and what you do is you take him to the championship and then you bail. I'm like, you got it from here. Right. And you bail. Um, <laughs> one, one more thing. Um, why, when they were talking about the uh, Oscar Mayer Wienermobile, why was it clearly even there? That, well, why one, was okay. it there? It's okay. It's okay that it's there. My problem is that they call it the giant weenie and the weenie yeah. lady. Yeah, <laughs> I, why? Love I love it. For, when they that said was, that, when I they said it. that, I was like, "Did I forget what this thing's called?" I was like, "No, there's yeah. no way. This is Oscar I'm like, I'm like, I didn't know her title was the weenie lady. <laughs> I don't think it is. I don't think the it is. Weenie lady. The weenie lady. And it says Oscar Mayer on the side of it. Why is it that? What happened? Nope. They just had yeah. certain rights and not others, I guess. Yeah. I, oh, I mean, it was there. They knew what it was. I think they just thought that was funny. It was funny. Oh, yeah. Or maybe that's her. I was cracking up. That's her official title is the weenie lady. I guess. Who doesn't love a good weenie lady? You know. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> but I just thought it was weird to, like, call it weenie, like, giant weenie. Like as yeah. if they couldn't say Oscar Mayer the Wienermobile, but it said Oscar. It was it said it's Oscar, Oscar Mayer. Yeah, it's Oscar Mayer Everybody Wiener, knows man. They got what the fuck it is. Yeah, yeah. I, that's, why, yeah. that's why they didn't have to see it, dude. You want to just call it the Oscar Mayer Weenie Lady? No, man. You know what kind of weenie it is? It's Oscar Mayer, dude. I mean, maybe that's like separate rights. Like they got the rights to film it, but they didn't get the rights oh, to man. say the they, name. I don't know. I mean, that that would be funny. That would be hilarious. But I think that was, it was really just a, like you can see. Like you guys know what this is. This is the Weenie Mobile. And she is the weenie lady. It was so jarring that I literally thought that I forgot what it was called. Look, it's the weenie lady. Okay. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Nick, Excuse you'll, me? you'll be you'll be glad to learn something about the uh, director of this movie. Why? Will I? <laughs> You're gonna you no. Know, he'll you'll genuinely genuinely be glad to to Why? hear this fact. Uh, so like lots of uh, you know this guy directed lots of movies. 
Iron Eagle, every Iron Eagle movie, Superman Four, the worst Superman movie there. Oh, you uh, the know. quest for quest for peace. Uh, you know, more Dangerfield movie, Wi Five Wives. But I think his greatest claim to fame, if it, if it's not if it's not Ladybugs, it definitely needs to be a movie called Detention, starring Dolph Lundgren. Wow, uh, I don't think strong. Same guy oh, who will. did. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to watch for this podcast. So, uh, and uh, also the same director uh, who did direct action. Remember that dud from uh, Dolph Lundgren? Yeah, is that direct? It was direct action. The uh, the band one. No, direct action was. It was like with like. Oh, the, uh, the band one was command performance. Command performance. Direct action was like they were like. It was like a cop who was being hunted by police officers, and then it had something to do okay. with like, um, like it's, uh, massage parlors and stuff. But remember, in the opening credits, they show all the action scenes. I was gonna say it's that one. It's the one where they showed the entire movie. Yeah, and he kept putting um, the gum every t- every time. Every time he was gonna fight people, he chewed gum. Cool. I like it. That's cool. Yeah, Pat, imagine you're going to watch a movie, and in the beginning of the movie, they show you literally all the action scenes, like it's the opening credits of a TV show. So as you watch the movie, you're like, I've seen all this already. And the story is not good enough to like make up for it. So you're just like, I've already seen this. <laughs> oh, that sucks. I don't like that. Ew, yeah. Because like if, if I, they wouldn't have had that entrance and we just watched the movie, it probably would have been all right. I wouldn't have hated it as much. Right. But it's just like, oh, man, you just kind of, kind of, you know, you did, you, did the, you did the opposite of burying the lead. Here is everything. All right, now stick around for an hour and a half. Oh, geez, really? I'm going to make me do that? <laughs> well, before we go, I want to get into some uh, IMDb reviews, as we always love to, to read some of these. So here's, of course here's one here's yeah, one that's nine out of ten stars uh, for Ladybugs. Oh. Fantastic entertainment before social justice and fake outrage. This oh, is my God. Get this guy <laughs> out of here. This guy can go fuck himself, man. <laughs> This is, the com- here. this is the comedy 2018 needs that 1992 provided. 2018? It's been three years since you wrote this review. 2018 feels like two days ago. 1992, this movie was a delight to watch. As a kid, oh it was God. heartwarming fun. Now in 2018, as an adult, it's still a delight. Okay. But now funnier, goofier, and spits in the eye of the hipster liberal culture. Oh my God, why did you find this one? A coach needs a promotion and coaches the boss's girl's soccer team. He turns his soon-to-be stepson to help him out, turns to his soon-to-be stepson to help him out and literally cross-dresses his stepson so they can win and coach, uh, and the coach can get his promotion. It has comedy, pushes the envelope in a PG manner, and has a nice love story mixed in along with teen fantasies. It's heartwarming also, and it pulls off a lot of different themes very well. This is the comedy 2018 needs that 20, 1992 provided. As I stated, fantastic entertainment before social justice and fake outrage. 9.5 out of 10. Just a fun gay old time. Huh. This is this is how you know that uh, you've got a losing argument. When this is the movie that you're going to use as the hill that you die on to battle social justice and hipster liberals. This, this, this is the movie kind of, right here. Right. This is the kind of guy like everything is a culture war. Like, man, stop. You're making everything worse. Stop. <sighs> Boy. Yeah, so here's another one. Uh, four out of ten oh, stars. I hope it's just as good as that one. <laughs> that was a real banger. So, so 
Jack Jack A, Jonathan Brandis and Drag, I must be in heaven. So this per- <laughs> it's a strong title for for a review that only gave it four out of ten Agreed. stars. Also, I forgot to mention Jonathan Brandis unfortunately passed away way too young. Uh, he did very, very, very unfortunate. They, uh, yes, he he passed away far too young. Um, he committed suicide. Oh, oh my god! Sad. How old was he? Jonathan Brandis was a handsome young gentleman too. That sucks. He was. He was. Uh, he's also in a badass Chuck Norris movie called Sidekicks. Oh, where yeah, he yeah, date dreamed yeah. about hanging out with Chuck Norris yes, all the time. What a great movie. Um, he was 27 when he died. Wow. Oh, no. And then he was also in Neverending Story 2. He played Bastion. like so. Oh, not, yeah. The actor didn't reprise the role, so it's him. And then he's also in It. He plays Bill, uh, stuttering Bill Denborough, in uh, the It uh, miniseries. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so he's in a bunch of stuff, you know, at the time. Uh, yeah. He's a lot of like a lot of TV shows as like one-offs characters and teen heartthrob type things, and then um, towards that towards the end of his career or life, but he was also on that show Sequest twenty thirty two. Remember that show? Yep, I do. He was uh, he was on that show. I I remember watching that show. I remember being pumped about that show. I recall and, this show. Uh, and he was on there. Roy Schneider was in that show uh, from Jaws. Um, uh, Ted Raimi also on that show. Ooh, nice. But but anyways, uh, yeah, Jonathan Brandis unfortunately uh, gone too soon. Uh, I, for, I just forgot to mention that beforehand. Um, but anyways, back to the review. Uh, well, I've either died or gone and gone to heaven or just died. I really I can't really tell at this point. Ladybugs is an odd film. How could I have sat down and watched this film on three consecutive occasions? I guess the allure of Rodney Dangerfield is like a horrible twisted automobile accident. No matter how much you want to move along, you just can't turn away. Jackie's voice alone would make any man flee the area and never return. Tommy Lasorda appears near the midpoint of the film. Not midpoint, it's the end. Uh, to remind like us that, he's sh- that, that he should never be cast in feature films ever again. Then factor in Jonathan Brandis as a girl. No, not just Jonathan Brandis. He's also dressed like a girl. Go on, go now while you can run for your life. Once you watch a bit, you'll be hooked. I'm warning you. Dangerfield is no threat. If you've seen this film or Easy Money or Back to Score or anything else he's been in, you know his role. A wise cracking blank. He he here the blank is filled with soccer coach. If you're seeing seeing it for the sole purpose of the rod, go see Meet Wally Sparks, a much better effort. Sometime, sometime in the near future, a professor from a large university in Norway will release a thesis paper drawing parallels between oh. Ladybugs <laughs> and its Hollywood soccer film equal The Big Green. The paper will go on to comment that Hollywood cannot make a decent big-budget soccer picture and films of the sort should be left to the much more soccer movie-inclined Icelandic film producers. Just a prediction. Please take heed. This movie is like a cult. Once you watch it and and it'll never let you go. You'll have to make you'll have to call in sick to work and cut out your social life because of the, of this film. Ladybugs will attach itself to you and never let go until you, your inevitable de- demise. Then it will move on to its next unsuspecting victim. That's say, hmm, Ronnie Dangerfield, Jack A, and Jonathan Brandis sounds good. Uh, okay. Um, was that, I can't, was that person serious? I can't tell. 
Was it was that satire? I don't know. It was written in two thousand one. I don't know what I the mean, heck went on. That's uh, an honest they, question. Also, that person that, that person either wants to dress like a girl or is transgender and they're just projecting. Very upset that he dressed like a girl. Maybe they were more upset like the concept of like having that having Jonathan Brandis dress as a girl for really no reason. Um, but anyways, I found one more uh, review here. It's two out of ten stars. It says safe for kids. I don't think so. I oh, assume no, this was man, a safe not one of these. Kids. One about y- a young girls soccer team. Well, it was about the soccer team, but it also had numerous sex jokes and innuendos, along with a lot of profanity and just plain sleazy remarks. Whoever wrote this script must be a real sleaze bag. Wow. I should have noticed the G13 <laughs> label, but somehow missed it. That would have tipped me off. For those who disagree with my remarks, tell me why they had to rate it PG-13 if it's such a sweet, innocent film. The main kid in here is a foul-mouthed brat, too. Ronnie Dangerfield, the adult star of this prize winner, has some funny lines, but the general tone of this kid's movie turned me off big time. Do not show this to your little girls. <laughs> Ronnie Dangerfield, the adult star. Like, he's a porn star. Yeah, yeah, odd. Yeah, there's a lot of adults <laughs> in this movie, guys. I mean, I I know I watched this movie when I was like ten. What, what year did it come out? Ninety-two. Oh, I was much younger. <laughs> You're not. Dead. So I was like, well, I mean, six, if you maybe if you seven, saw I'm it right when it, I'm guessing I was like right when it came out. Yeah, right. I'm guessing I was like six or seven when I watched it. I didn't yeah, pick up any of those jokes. Here's here's the like no. penultimatum of of that. Um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit is filled with adult jokes. And sexual innuendos. I never yeah. pick up on that until like watching it recently, and it's like, oh, this movie is filthy. But you don't, you don't ever pick up on that stuff when you're a kid. It's not a problem because you don't know what the fuck they're talking about. No, because it just goes. You just like, oh, you said that, huh? Okay. Yeah, it it, it doesn't even go that far. It just like it's like your mind it, goes you're blank. Just, for a second. Like, oh, I don't know what. Yeah, that was just words. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. I was just gonna say it's just words. Just yeah. talking, just words. Not a problem. Not nope. a problem at all. Uh, so next week on the podcast, uh, well, I hope you uh, you know go check out uh, Ladybugs if you've never seen it, or revisit it if you remember enjoying it uh, when you were a kid <laughs> or back in the nineties. Uh, if you want some good old Dangerfield, I mean, obviously, I'd much rather say go watch Back to School or Caddyshack, or maybe even Meet Molly Sparks. I haven't seen that in God knows how long. Um, but uh, those that's on Prime. But uh, obviously, Caddyshack and Back to School the the definite uh, recommendations for any Dangerfield movie. But uh, you know he's pretty pretty funny in this. And this movie's it's overall pretty funny, with the exception of some of the dated jokes uh, that happen in it. But next week on the podcast, uh, we're going uh, we're going Hong Kong style. Uh, oh yeah, on this one. we're going into what a does that mean? An, uh, a movie starring Ch- Chow Yun Fat. From 1986, it's a movie okay. called it's, it's a movie called The Seventh Curse, and it's available on Amazon Prime. I've never seen this movie, Intriguing. but I did, co- I did come across it, and it uh, the description alone sounded pretty ridiculous. Okay, uh, so I did not watch a trailer for this. I don't uh, the description sounded wow, ridiculous. Totally mis- wow, mysterious. And it's, uh, <laughs> so I the mystery I was is always more appealing before I see it. I was I just, just on I the just Amazon just on the Amazon Prime description. I was I was like, okay, Chow Yun Fat, and then this description 
see where this goes. Good, good year, I would think, maybe for a Chow Young Fat uh, saga. I feel like any any year is a good year for a Chow Young Fat saga. How can you deny? <laughs> what, dude? I mean, gonna... there's there's some stinkers. I'm sure there nobody's are. nobody's perfect. Yeah, nobody's, nobody's perfect. perfect. I suppose. I think that's what you make of this movie. But what about uh, Crouching Tiger? He's great in that. That's yeah, true. that's one movie out of hundreds he's been in. What the fuck are you talking about? Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon's a big deal. I know. That's but a good. Are... Late... That's a good later. I'm uh, just saying. Movie. The man is in some fucking phenomenal movies, but he's also in some yeah. big fat stinky stinkers. Oh, you mean it's like true. Dragon Ball Evolution? Oh, don't remind wow. me of that. Don't oh. remind me of that. Or Bulletproof did, Monk. That one. Did was, you uh, Did you bother watching that? I did yeah. bother watching that, and oh, man, no, was, I mean, so great you, pick, great pick from Master Oshi, but uh, I don't know what, yeah. what was going on there. Doesn't do justice to the franchise. <laughs> what franchise? <laughs> it's not. Oh. It's not even in there, dude. Oh <laughs> no, that's promising. Nothing. Wow. Is up. it like as cool? Would you compare it to like the Super Mario Brothers movie? Is tomorrow? Or no, mm, it's it's a mix between it's right in between that and the Avatar movie. Oh, oh, it's right in between there. One day I'll watch Avatar. Well, the I actual TV, sh- the actual oh, TV. Do that, show. yeah, yeah, do that. That's, That's what I meant. Don't, don't bother with the the, the live action. No. no, M Night Shyamalan. It might be one of my favorite directors, but I'll one of my top five. Secret favorite directors, M. Night Shyamalan. What did is... he direct Avatar? I can dig it. Yeah. I can dig it. Yeah, yeah he, did. he did. I thought you were trying to say he directed Dragon Ball. I was like, what? No, no I don't I wasn't saying that. that. He might as well have, though. Yeah, uh, it wouldn't have mattered. It, it would have been pretty similar to what came out. 2009. Whoa. That movie seems like it came from 1999, too. Ugh, I'm looking at stuff. Man, oh yeah. boy. One of those holdovers. <laughs> In I've never, I've, I've never it seen out. it, but it looked like oh a complete, complete ass. Uh, and I never watched Dragon Ball, so I Andy have Wilson no connection that, to any know. of it. Anyways, uh, so yeah, next week yes. on the podcast, Chow Yun Fat, 1986, The Seventh Curse. It's on Amazon Prime Video. So for <sighs> B-Movie Breakdown, I'm Corey. I am named Nick. I am the man named Pat. Good. Good. And come back next week for more of the best of the worst. It's the best of the worst. <laughs>